On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks lose to the Toronto Raptors without Derek Lively. Is this a sign of things to come? And did the Dallas Mavericks really miss Derek Lively that much? We'll answer that on today's Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it! Oh, oh, it's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day on the, on the podcast, watch on YouTube, whichever one, doesn't matter, and comment anything below. Let us know what's one reason the Mavs lost to the Raptors tonight. Just give me one. Not a million, just one. Just one reason on that. Today's Pretty episode obvious. is... Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. And joining me, post-game co-host, he's kind of biased, just slightly. slightly. What you got for me, slightly biased? Uh, I just saw a tweet that if you watched all 48 minutes of tonight's game, that you will be getting some form of compensation from the league <laughs> in the mail. So be on the lookout for that. Unless you're a Raptors fan. Unless you're Sean Woodley. Sean Woodley's not getting not getting squat in the mail. Can't send stuff all the way to Canada. Forget that. I don't even think Raptors fans would have liked tonight's game. Just from a basketball perspective. <laughs> it was a track meet. It was annoying. It was uh, a bunch of things. But... It was a loss for the Mavericks, and, a, and yeah. a big loss. A loss that they deserved. Sometimes you look at losses and you go, oh, they should have won that game. This was not one of those games. Mavs no. deserved to lose. We'll talk about the reasons why they did deserve to lose. Something Kyrie Irving said after the game I thought was interesting. We'll talk about that. But I think we got to start here. The Mavericks allow 72 points in the paint slightly. Yeah, I mean. 72. I mean, was, was it just Derek Lively wasn't there? He was out with a non-COVID illness, so he was questionable before the game. And then ended up, he didn't go to shoot around, and then he ended up not playing in the game. Is it just they missed Derek Lively that much? I wouldn't say it's only that. The Mavericks have historically been prone to getting beat up by these really big wings and these really big forwards who can create, and that's, what you have in Scotty Barnes. That's what you have in Siakam. And Siakam, I've been watching the Raptors this year. The Siakam has not been good at <laughs> all. And he comes out tonight and just has a whale of a game. I mean, 31 points, 25 shots. That's really not that efficient, but... 31 points. Oh, five from three. Yeah. <laughs> like, how One many times do we see a line. guy? I'm going to look, look that up while you talk. 31 points missing all five free throw or uh, threes. I can't have happened very often. And he made one free throw. So he just put up 30 points. Yeah. Like and most of those were right at that little mid-range area, right in the paint outside the restricted area, that little area he loves. And sure, Lively would have definitely helped. I think would have at least deterred some of those shots. But uh, it's just, this has just been a problem for the Mavericks for a long time. And these type of teams will continuously give this team problems. Uh, I foresee that being the case this year, even with Lively. Uh, like the Timberwolves will give this team problems. The Nuggets, you know, these teams that just have size up and down, and guys who can do things with the ball in their hands and put pressure on the rim. It's going to be, these are tough matchups for the Mavs. These are tough. And it's not just the size in the middle. Obviously Derek Lively would have helped, but the Mavericks have also allowed like 60 and other like in 58, like other really high points in the paint totals. And, and with, with Lively playing, right. They got destroyed on the glass against the Nuggets and, and Derek Lively played in that game, right? Like it, it just, 
it can't just be Derek Lively. He definitely would have helped, but to depend on a 19-year-old rookie this much to say that, oh, we completely fall apart if this guy doesn't play any minutes, like 15 minutes even, that can't be that can't be the case. Also, the last player with 30 points on zero three-pointers made and one or less free throw attempts played in the game tonight. Can you guess who it was? Oh God! Played in the game tonight for the for. Can I get the team? No, I gave you. I gave you one of like like thirty, like fifteen players. That sounds like something Siakam would have done multiple times. It was Jakob Pertl, oh. Toronto against Orlando last year. He did it. Evan Mobley did it last year, and then those are the only two in the last like three years that have ever that have done that. Um, man, it's it's not. It's not often that a player does that. So Siakam did something kind of rare tonight against the Mavs. And the defense against him just felt like, all right, we're going to put Grant Williams on him, put Derek Jones Jr. on on Scotty Barnes. And Scotty Barnes has been awesome. He's taken a leap this year. Mm-hmm. And wasn't wasn't like incredible in this game, I didn't think. 4-15 from the field. But at 14 boards, 7 assists, like he was cleaning up on the glass because the size thing, like I was saying, it's not just Derek Lively. It's not just that the Mavs are small at center. The Mavs are small all over the place. They've been playing these 6-5 like like multiple like three or four six five guys at the same time Kyrie is small he Kyrie had some good boards tonight like some get up there get the boards still a small guard Luca is not small but they play a lot of small players around around the edges they don't have the Aaron Gordons the Michael Porter Jr those guys are both 610 like those are as big Mm -hmm. as the Mavericks centers like they just play really small and this is one of those games when it just really showed up in a really bad way for the Mavs defensively yeah, and I mean, one of the things that's supposed to sort of help the Mavericks going small is Maxi Kleba, who is just kind of designed to be this small ball five and this guy who could really help you out when you go small. And just, I mean, just full stop. I love the guy. He's been horrifically bad. He hasn't been good this year. And it's, and it's you know, I, I noticed a couple times during the game him like bending over. And I, I don't know if his, his foot was bothering him or something because... I don't know if he plays like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play tonight if Lively plays and the Mavericks just kind of felt like they really needed on him Friday out there. against the Clippers or or you think he you surprised you would be surprised if Lively played that Maxi wouldn't have played yeah. tonight. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I mean I don't know I don't know, obviously, but it's just he's just not been good whatsoever. And he's his defense it just feels like he's not there, you know? It, he doesn't have the deterring presence he used to have. He's still pretty solid in space, but I mean like he doesn't have the rim protection that he did have at one point. And offensively, he's just not shooting. And he's not even looking to shoot. And it's just, it's been a problem for the Mavericks. His minutes are, have been scary. It's tough when a, when a player is like a, a slight step slower. Like we saw with Reggie Bullock last year, you're just a, a slight step slower. Because that mm-hmm. that is the difference between like, you know, that's the, that's the difference between a guy getting to the rim or a guy getting stopped before he gets to the rim. And he, he his feet, his footwork had to be there. And he's yeah. dealing with the, the dislocated toe. I mean, it's, it is the small toe, so I don't know that it's the, the biggest problem in the world that, that you could have. But some people say it is. But it definitely definitely <laughs> doesn't help. And so, yeah, could he have? Could he? He was questionable coming into this coming into this day too. And so, yeah, he he has been a step slower. I think um, Josh Green has not really taken the, the leap forward that we really thought he was. Jake Kemp and I talked about him the other day about how he hasn't necessarily looked that big and. Jason Kidd tried Dante Exum, and I I think they should have tried Dante Exum more. He's a, a bigger guard that the Mavs can try. The problem is, if you put Dante Exum out there, you still got to play some bigger guys. You know, Grant Williams is not that big. Derek Jones Jr. really isn't the, even that big. Like, he seems yeah. a little bigger because he can get up, but he's still only 6'6". So, this is a problem we knew the Mavs would have, right? Like, let's not pretend we didn't know this was going to happen, and there was going to be games like this where the Mavericks were going to struggle against size, wing size especially. Like, the Raptors started 
Siakam, OG Ananobi, Jakob Pertl, Scotty Barnes. All four of those guys are bigger than everyone in the Mavericks starting lineup except for <laughs> Luka and Dwight Powell, right? Like, yeah, there's so it's just so much size on there. We knew this was going to happen to them. And so I asked Kyrie about it after the game. I said, what did you, what did you, how do you want this team to respond? And then he started talking about how, you know, we have conversations about, you know, effort and have conversations about, about this. And I said, in those conversations, how do the wings and guards talk about rebounding? Because it can't just like, it can't just be on the centers. I didn't say that to him, but I wanted to hear his thoughts on, on it. And he said to me, you know, when your coach calls you soft, you've got to really take that and you've got to really respond to that. And Jason Kidd called them like, not to us, but to them apparently called them soft. And they were like, they were soft in this game. And it's got to be, he, he said, it's got to be effort. And it's got to be us hitting the boards because we play small sometimes. And when we play small, it's got to be a group effort. And if it isn't, and everybody's not going for the boards, then you're going to lose on the, on the glass. Like they did in this one, 50 to 38, which is not even like a terrible rebounding difference like that the Mavericks yeah. have seen, but to, to give up 15 offensive rebounds to another team, like, Again, it was just another problem for the Mavericks. And like Kyrie said, it's got to be everybody working at it together. And it just didn't work in this game tonight. No, yeah. And I mean, that's that was, I think it was the Nuggets game. We talked about how they got out rebounded. And, you know, the Nuggets are the same way where they're they're huge. So they're just a matchup nightmare for you. So just on paper, you're not supposed to win that rebounding battle. But there's so many possessions and like rebounds where it just feels like they go up so soft. You know, like it's Scotty Barnes. I mean, he had six offensive rebounds tonight. I know. And he's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's not like he's a seven foot two guy. And he's not hanging you know? around the rim all the time on offense either. Yeah. He's just has an endless motor and is just wanting to go get it. It's, it's very lame. It's funny because Adam Silver himself said that he wants more and more analysis than, oh, well, they just wanted it more. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it feels like screw you, Adam Silver. Tonight. We're giving it to you. We're giving you that analysis yeah. tonight. I have hair and you don't, Adam. No, <laughs> but, uh, it's, sometimes it does feel like that. And look, you're, you're going to lose games whenever a team has 15 more possessions than you do. Lockdown turnovers. Maps. Lockdown maps leading into the narratives now. That's all we are. <laughs> That's all we are. Narrative driven. That's right. I don't care. <laughs> it's all effort. And that's why they didn't win the game. But coming up, let's talk about what else stood out to us. How did the Mavericks fall in this one? How did they lose? How, what weird stuff happened in this game? This is a weird game. There's a lot of weird stuff in this game. We saw Rashawn Holmes for the first time. Talk about all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about that. Coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has you covered with all the parts you need, but right now they want us to talk about the uh the eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Just like their parts are guaranteed fit. Josh Lloyd, locked on fantasy basketball host, brings you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire every week. We're gonna provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. This is again Josh Lloyd's eBay guaranteed fit. Fantasy picks of the week. Man, I hope you took Dylan Brooks. We've got to talk about Dylan Brooks in this one because he had some of the craziest, dumbest, most ridiculous moments in this game against the Lakers tonight. Uh, He's been shooting the ball really well. Josh Lloyd says his shooting will not stick, but Ime Odoka is pumping a lot of minutes into this guy. He is getting steals, and he is playing his role excellently for the Houston Rockets. So hopefully you took Dylan Brooks in some of your fantasy leagues tonight against the Lakers. 
only five points, had four boards, not really putting up the stats that you maybe want on a fantasy team, but he's definitely has uh, most screams per per minute, I think, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is owning the NBA right now. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. If you have a personal ride or you have something that you've been working on for a while, go check out eBay Motors. See what they have available for you. Again, with that guaranteed fit, you know that you're going to find the parts that are right for your car, the right, the parts that are right for your vehicle. I know Locked On Pelicans host Jake Madison uses this all the time to work on his car, and he said it works so well. He can get those parts sent right to his house. You don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to leave. You know that the part is going to fit exactly. You don't have to guess. So, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, eBay Motors has it with eBay guaranteed fit. It is guaranteed to fit your ride for the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you're listening today, you're really part of the Raccoon Squad because this is not a game that you want to relive. And guess what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this game, talk about how the Mavericks lost this game. Slightly, I thought early on in this game, the Mavs showed good offensive flow. I thought their pace was good. They came out to a 16-8 to lead. They ended the, you know, ended the first quarter. They were up 33-27. to I was like, all right, the, the offense is great. And we knew coming into this game, the Raptors' de- offense is not good. They were like at a, 108 points per 100 possessions. The Mavericks are at 119. So I was like, all right, they're going to... They're going to outscore them because you can't keep up in a track meet with the Mavericks right now. And guess what? That's exactly what happened is the Raptors just kept up every blow. The Mavericks just could not get any stops outside of that first quarter. Mavs just could not get any stops at all in this game. Yeah, no. And the defense collapsed for sure. But I thought a big thing was they just the turnovers were so bad at the start of this game again. And it was uh, first half. They had 11 turnovers. That's a big number. Like, that's a big number for a half. They averaged and, 12 last year yeah, game, I, for a game. So, like, 11 and a half is a ton. And I, I guess I could somewhat live with the, oh, well, uh, they're they're getting out in pace a little bit more. They were incredibly slow tonight. They really were not running that much. Nope. And uh, they still had a massive turnover problem. This has to get fixed because you're going to give teams like the Raptors. And the Raptors had a good game plan on offense. They knew our weaknesses. They knew the Mavericks' weaknesses, and they exploited them. But also, you give a team, you know, some easy baskets. You give a team some easy looks. All of a sudden, things start to go downhill. I was looking. The, the Raptors going into this game had the second worst half court offense yep. in the entire NBA. It yep. was like 80. I think it was like 86 points per uh, 100 possessions. An incredibly low number. Tonight, before garbage time, they ended up with 100 points per 100 possessions in half court. Before gar- garbage time, the number was like 106. It was like 22 points more Jeez. than their average, which is just like shockingly bad. It was, t- it was terrible defense for the Mavericks. And you talked about the turnovers. I think that was one of the big reasons why your defense is so bad is you're giving up easy baskets on the other end. The number that we've been watching for the Mavericks is can they be above 15% of their possessions in transition? That's the number that I've kind of been watching. Like, all right, are they actually trying to push the pace on offense? Are they actually trying to do this? Can you guess what the Mavericks percentage was in this game? Uh, I know it was single digits. It was like, I want to say seven. 6.8. He nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it, guys. This guy knows the Mavericks. Well, I was looking at that stat earlier because it, it was <laughs> no, a one percent. You don't have to give it up. You can just say <laughs> It was yep. a one percentile game on, in the uh, cleaning the glass uh, database for transition. Yeah, just absolutely. Mavericks did not push the base at all, and they turned it over. And then on the Raptors side... 25% of their offense was in transition. I mean, this was a, a collapse in several ways. So you're talking yeah. about those turnovers leading directly to bad defense on the other side for the Mavericks. Because Well, you want 
you want to know the, the more alarming stat to me? Because turnovers, okay, like that's something you can fix. The game and they did at halftime. They only had four yeah. of the rest of the game. Yeah. 48% of the live rebounds the Raptors got, they pushed yeah. the ball in transition afterwards. 48% of the time they got a rebound, they pushed the pace in transition. And that's just, you know, when you're when you're bailing out a bad half-court offense like oh. that, it's 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 not good. And this has been a problem for the Mavericks this whole entire season. The, you know, the 6-1 start was really cool, but – their half court off, or I'm sorry, not their half court offense. Their half court offense has been really good as always, but their uh, their transition defense has been abysmal. It's gonna bite you in the ass. Like I'm sorry, this team's been doing things, and I'm my vibes are good still. I'll just say that. Ooh. Like there are matchups for this team that are going to be problems, and this Raptors team is one of them. I was nervous when you said the six and one start was cool. I was like, where is he going with this? Is he like he's about to just no like, no no tear my vibes, into this my, whole? My vibes are still good, but there are things like the transition defense numbers have been bad all season. Yeah. And they have to be fixed because you're going to let teams that you should be beating if you're who you think you are. You're going to let those teams stick around like they have all season. This Raptors team is so weird, though, because they, they've they beaten some good teams. They've beaten Milwaukee. They I think they beat Philly as well. And then they lost to the Blazers, which maybe the Blazers are good. I don't know. They've lost to the, they lost to Chicago. They lost to the Blazers. Oh, it was Milwaukee and uh, Minnesota was the two good teams that they, they beat. And then, yeah, they lost to Portland and Chicago, and you're like, okay, well, what is this team? Like, what, what is this, yeah. this team? Are they good or not? They've got good players. We know that everybody wants to trade for them. The Mavericks want to trade for them. <laughs> you know, yeah. OG and Obi, Pascal Siakam would look great, and you saw exactly what they could bring to the Mavericks. I thought OG's defense was, was pretty good on Luka for the most part. He still got to the rim a ton, and he missed a bunch of bunnies at the rim. He finished, what, 11 of 26? He, I think he missed like four or five shots right at the rim, and if some of those go the right way, then that's you know we're looking at a different game from Luca, but I I don't think Luca played a very good game really. But you know this this game is a game that I can somewhat kind of excuse on the Luca front because I I thought he was just missing shots. Like it, there wasn't yeah. like any. I, I do I am monitoring th- something for him because I don't think his defense was very good at all in this game either. Mm. And I think that there were some plays where off ball, you saw the focus. Like uh, there's a, at least one Scotty Barnes rebound I can remember off the top of my head yes. where yeah, Luca just. Too does not body him at all. And it's just like putting a body on him. That's that's yeah. all you have to do. And you get the rebound. And Luca doesn't do it. And I think Scotty Barnes got a put back on that too on that play as well. And then uh, another play later in the game where the Mavs are trying to string together stops, he gambles on a on a steal in the passing lane and it leads to I think it was an OG dunk on the baseline. Like just some plays that you can't really have, but I can just kind of live with this as he was just missing some shots and trying a little too hard to get the team back into it. You know, it is what it is. I think I wrote in my notes, like literally no stops. They're getting no stops. Like it felt like yeah. every run, it just felt like the Mavericks could score. And the Mavericks offense was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, even the Mavericks average level of offensive game, but even if they got their average level of offense, you still lose this game because you, you know, you can look at the free, uh, people were saying the free throws. Oh, they missed a bunch of free throws. Yes, it's true. They missed 12 free throws. They're 61%, you know, 19 of 31 from, from the free throw line. You make all those, you still don't win the game. And the Raptors also missed a ton of free throws. And they, they missed a bunch too. And but and you hit a bunch of threes. The Mavericks hit 17 out of 41 threes. So you still yeah. you know, like you got pretty good offense. You just you, they cannot their defense has not been all right, just good enough to win a game. And then they didn't get any heroics in in clutch time either. That we've been the Mavericks have been like reliant on that. And kid tried to go small. 6 minutes left in the game. They're down by 12. They hadn't gotten any stops. That's, I, I wrote literally no stops happening. And then the Mavs go small because they've just been getting killed on the glass. They go Luka, Kyrie, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, and Exum, who I was really surprised got, got a look from, from Kidd. 
But then they, then they have a couple of challenge call, calls at the end. Uh, Exum had a couple of good plays. He had the good cut in the finish with three minutes left. Then the next play, he gets those two offensive rebounds and gets fouled. I think he missed one of the free throws, which is, which is yeah. par for this game. But, uh, I mean, they tried. They just didn't get enough. And you got to throw up enough threes at the end. And they just didn't get enough off at that point. And uh, they kept they kept allowing Luca to just go to the paint, and like I could just see that Luca drive like over and over again. He just drives, drives the lane, and he missed a couple of bunnies there, and then just wasn't enough. The offense, you know, the offense obviously wasn't enough. And if you play defense like that, you've got to be excellent offensively. Yeah, it's just it's not sustainable to play defense that poorly. But they're missing their. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say their most important defensive player by kind of a healthy margin on this roster. They were without him tonight. Man, don't know how much he helps. I mean, who I, else would it be? I know. I want defensively. Go, I want to go with Grant because I think Grant. Yeah. I think Grant is more like a glue. But I yeah. think you may be right that well, because they we've seen good defense from them this season, or at least okay defense, which I I think is good for the Mavericks. Like okay defense, average yeah. defense is fine. It's good for this Mavericks team. But we've seen that without Lively on the court. We just didn't see it in this game, really. Yeah, true. So I, if you want to go with Grant, I'm I'm cool with that. But um, yeah, just man, it, this was just a brutal one. Just not a fun game. It was. What was it, 47 free throws combined for both teams in the second yeah. half. There was some weird stuff in this game. Let's talk about Dennis Schroeder being like a Grady Dick. Let's talk about uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and his charges. Let's talk about all kinds of other stuff. Rashawn Holmes and uh, coming up. Let's talk about all that kind of stuff on the Dallas Mavericks game coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical solved the problem that I really hadn't even thought about. And... They have this Jace case. It's got five antibiotics in it that are there for you. You buy one of these because you want the peace of mind to know that it's going to help you later on. So you get a one. You can also get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means: being on extended travel, bringing your, uh, you know that you're covered and that you won't have to worry about if you can refill your generic uh, medications: Cialis, Viagra. Revaltio, I've never had that one. Prescription, and this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So a verified customer said this about Jace. Very thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. And they were able to get that right then. So if someone you love or you or, you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. That's jacemedical.com. All right, Slightly, let's talk about some of the weird stuff in this game. I want to get weird. Can we get weird? Can we get weird okay. on this? Yeah. Um, all right. Dennis Schroeder is just the the like everybody's got an annoying guy you just hate on the other team, and I feel like Dennis Schroeder is that. He's got history with Maxi Kleba, right? He, the whole thing that happened this summer and you know in past where he calls out Maxi and is like, "Why didn't you come play for Germany when Maxi was injured the summer before?" And he made it a whole scene, and then he you know Maxi didn't come and play this summer because he didn't want to make it a whole thing. And then I asked, actually asked Maxi recently about the Olympics. I said, hey, can I ask you about the Olympics coming up and about, you know, Germany and all that? He goes, well, I'm not playing, so I don't know what you want, want, want to ask me about. And I was like, all right, that answers my question. So he's not <laughs> playing for that. They've got this history where Schroeder called him out and now, you know, we're basically being soft, not having a game. What did he say about him? He was like, he's like, I don't know what he's working on in the summer or something. It was something <laughs> along those lines. I think there are Mavs fans that may agree with him on that, on that after, after this first couple of weeks here. No comment. 
But Maxi is, is guarding him. He's switched onto him and traps him on the baseline. And then Schroeder turns around, looks at him for a second. Like, wasn't, it wasn't in one motion. He, like, looks at him, yeah. chucks the ball off of his Grady dick, and, like, right, at, right out of bounds. And Maxi just kind of comes in, like, gets into his face. And, you know, the, then all of a sudden, like, it's, the Ma- it's Maverick's ball. Like, it's kind of a, a little dust up. You know, it's not really a big deal. The Mavericks were then inbounding the ball. And then they call an inbound violation on the Mavericks because Luca apparently stepped on the line or something. I couldn't see from my seat. No, he ran He ran along the baseline. Moved along the baseline, and then they changed it to Toronto ball. Like, just weird stuff like that was happening in this game all over the place. Yeah, this was, this was just not... I tweeted this out, and I do beat this. You know, I watch a lot of basketball. I don't have much of a life whenever the <laughs> NBA season comes around. This was the worst game that I've seen this year. Just <laughs> there have been some great the, games this year. There have been some tremendous games. There's been some stinkers, but this was like the flow of the game was so bad. The weird moments weren't like necessarily funny weird moments. It was just like uh, the, the Schroeder and Maxi beef makes me feel sad. Like it, it just there's something about it that makes me like this is a, a guy who won't play for his country because like the captain of the team has publicly called him out and he's like doesn't want to go and make it awkward. That's sad to me because I, I like yeah. we know how important this stuff is for like the international guys to go play for the country. And then Maxie had to go watch them win the FIBA world cup. So I'm sure yeah, that there's right. some like resentment there, but uh, I don't know. I, I would like to never think about this game. Maybe ever again. We also saw the first flopping violation that we've seen in a Mavericks game this season against Gary which Trent hilarious. Jr., which was also kind of not a, fl- not a fl- I was going to say, I didn't, it wasn't a flop. Like he had a very real case for that being a foul. Uh, that happened at the end of the third quarter. The, the other thing is we did get Rashawn Holmes for the first time. So for some that have been clamoring for Rashawn Holmes minutes, they got them. He had a nice kind of, you know, a nice dunk off of pick and roll. He had a good, like, like he got a rebound and, and kicked out to, to Kyrie. It was a good pass. And I think Kyrie hit the three, so he got the assist on it. And then I feel like he gave back all the points on the other end because the Raptors just did not notice him in the paint at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to trying to figure out how to word this the most polite way i don't know mavericks fans like who you you a lot of you guys think rashawn holmes is and i'm not like yeah. trying to call you out but i don't know who you guys think he is uh he's a, he, at his peak he was a very talented offensive player who yeah. had like a pretty deep post bag and that's just really not something the mavericks need this was a salary filler like they needed to take on the salary to get the the pick to, to draft omax that's what rashawn holmes was and here's if you're a big in this on this team playing with Jason Kidd and you can't defend out in space, you're getting yanked from the game and you're not yeah. getting minutes. And I think that we even see that with lively sometimes so far. And kids has, has said, like, I didn't feel comfortable playing lively because the small ball stuff and yeah. things like that. So yeah, Rashawn Holmes, like he's very redundant with Dwight Powell because yes. they do the exact same thing. So a lot of the things you're going to be frustrated about Dwight Powell about, I thought maybe because Rashawn Holmes has longer wingspan, he's a little bit more bouncy still that maybe he could, like be a little bit better of a rebounder. He's been better of a rebounder in his career, like per, like rebound percentage wise. Thought maybe he could be a little bit better of a rim protector. Maybe like like maybe like t- five ten percent better. And and we've we only seen him seven minutes, so I'm not saying yeah. he couldn't. You know, he hasn't played yet, so I'm not saying that he can't get into that role. But he's not going to come in and fix some of the issues that, that this team has had. Like all the issues we talked about at the beginning of this show, he's not like what he does is not going to fix that. No, agreed. And no, so, so you said it best. It. They're they're redundant. And the Mavericks, for like their third big, need a legit seven-foot, almost kind of bruiser type for matchups like these yeah. when a team is just trying to relentlessly go into the paint. And uh, Rashawn Holmes is not that guy. 
and with Dwight Powell doesn't does not make a lot of sense. Or they could use a 19 year old that they just drafted and yeah. he can come in and not be sick. Who got who got him sick? That's what I want to know. Let's let's come uh, let's go after that person. You think this is like a Michael Jordan conspiracy <laughs> where the Pizza Hut trying to poison him? For I'm, the gonna game? Bl- I'm gonna go blame Grady Dick again. I just I just want to. Ooh yeah, Grady Dick mad he got drafted ahead of him. <laughs> Grady Dick I wanted to be in Dallas. I could the Mavs didn't want Grady Dick to be in Dallas. So. Really? I saw I saw two Grady Dick jerseys in the in the arena. By the way, yeah, he's got to have a map. That that's going to be at every frat house. And I was going to say Toronto, but I don't know if they do. They have frats there. Well, that's Sean. Well, that's Sean walked on Raptors <laughs> if they have them. Uh, okay, I'm sure they do. Right? They. It feels like a very American thing, but I don't know. I I don't know. Isn't Judd Apatow Canadian? It feels like all of his movies have been frat house type things. That's just, I can't, it's just hard for me to imagine. It just feels like such a an American Southern. Judd Apatow is not Canadian, but no, who is is Canadian is uh um oh what's with the laugh? What's oh my gosh, Seth Rogen. Yes, he's Canadian, so, and he he does give frat vibes. You know who else else is Canadian? Dwight Max. Oh, <laughs> everyone wants O Max. They're crying for him. I with his like his size, like I thought that he would have a little bit more of a role. I didn't think he would play right away, but I think maybe I thought maybe kid might try him. So maybe that tells us how far away he thinks Omax yeah. is. I want to talk this about I want to talk about one more moment in this game and get, get your thoughts on it. Third quarter, about six minute mark. Luca kicks out with just a, like a wild pass. It's like shot clock is winding down. Mavericks are down like eleven at this point, and. Josh Green gets the ball on on one wing, and he's got like one second left. Literally, like he just has to catch and shoot. Like that's it. And he instead he sees somebody coming at him, and he just drives. And he had just gone into the game. He had played for like two minutes at that point in the third quarter because he didn't start, so he didn't start the third quarter. He came in, played for like two minutes, had this play happen, and then the next dead ball, kid takes him out, and like yeah. pretty much immediately after that. What are your thoughts on Josh Green, who only played 17 minutes in this game? We've we've seen him close games out. He didn't close this game out. Didn't play a lot really after that moment. What are your thoughts on Josh Green and that that moment and all this? I'm thinking we, we might be reaching a point where Josh Green and Dante Exum are like dueling it out for minutes in not in the not too distant future because it's Can't. been a bad, it's been a really bad start to the season for Josh Green. And I know you just paid him and everything, but all of the things that you were hoping to see from him. You're just you're not seeing. You're seeing the stuff that you already knew you had, which is the solid on ball, you know, point of attack defense from time to time. A guy who could, you know, uh, pester ball handlers, and he's got some nice passing here and there. And his, you know, when he's wide open, his threes he's cool. His threes. Yeah, but it's also, hey, the ball's in your hand. We need you to make like a quick decision. We need you to uh, attack the paint, maybe kick out. It just feels like, it just feels like he's so much in his own head that. I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to break out of this because it's year four now of us wondering the same exact question. I think that play embodies like what you just said. He's in his own head. He's got to make quick decisions. He's got to be a reaction player. And he just, and he hasn't been so far this season, especially on offense. And so that's when you get the frustration of what are you bringing to this offense? Besides he has hit his 40% on three still. I mean, he's still really hitting those shots. He's very choosy on his threes though, which is a reason why I don't think Seth Curry is playing very much right now because he's very choosy and he's, and he's smaller, but yeah, yeah, I, I was fascinated to see that moment with Jason Kidd pull him out. And then him did not really play much after that. Like second, second half, he really didn't even get that much run. He played, I played seven minutes, but still yeah. it's not, it, it was like really low. Exum played the game. same amount. Yeah. Exum played that much. And Exum played in the fourth quarter that much basically. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll have the Boomerang Bros fighting for minutes now at this point. We thought that they would be a good combo, and now, now they may be mortal minutes enemies. <laughs> well, I mean, Exum is a good decision maker with the ball. Like he yeah. is, he's, he's a good ball handler. He makes smart passes. His problem is, is the three ball. So if you just gave Exum Josh Green's three ball or him. Josh, yeah, fuse them. We get really get the Australian brothers together. That <laughs> the would be a nice dude, The dingo dudes. Uh-huh. The dingo dudes. I'll never forget when I named all those nicknames to Josh Green. And then he would like looked at me and was like, are you an idiot? Like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Are we ever going to reach a point where it's like, all right, it's, you can't really make up fun of Australians like this. Like the kangaroo jokes are just a little too, it's like starting to offend people. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> I mean, if it was like the, uh, I will, if it was USA names, I mean, they could come up with all kinds of stuff, man. I don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> the fat fellas. Would, like <laughs> Fair. I would be like, fair. That's true. <laughs> the obese others. <laughs> uh, there you go. Go check out. I don't know what you should check out. Don't come back to tomorrow's show. It'll it'll be yeah. good stuff. Dana Larson and I will try to make sense of this this loss and some of the Mavs wins, and she'll probably make you feel better about being a Dallas Mavericks fan and uh, and see what maybe she ran into Tyson Chandler at another volleyball tournament like she did last week, which was hilarious to me. Uh, you can go check out that tomorrow. Go check out Locked On NBA as well, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.